Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. What is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. We're not going to waste any time getting into this one. We have back with us this week, one of the best to ever play the game. Everyone knows the guy, big friend of the show, the one and only Steve Malali. Myself, Hopi, and Lolly are going to talk all about the 2022 WBSC World Cup that wrapped up in Auckland last weekend with the Aussies down in Canada 5-2 in the finals. Uh... You're going to hear our takes, what surprised us, what didn't. We're going to dissect this pretty good. Then we're going to talk to Lolly about uh, playing this past summer and then calling a career at home after winning the Canadian Senior Men's Nationals with the Galloway Hitman. What a way for him to go out. Let's not wait any longer. Go grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Good, how's it going? Good, man. Big episode. Big episode. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. So Lolly will be a three-time guy now, too. Actually, you know what? If you think about it, four. He was on our one-year anniversary show for oh, like five, yeah. five to ten minutes. Right, and then, right, right, right. Yeah. Four-time. Wow. Four time. This guy's huge. Overtaken, overtaken Blair. Lolly, Lolly, Lolly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm excited he's coming on today to talk about uh, WBSC, of course. We're talk about that. And, of course, his retirement. His retirement, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a- And his stellar career. Fantastic episode. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Before we get to that, though, we uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about- Yeah. I meant to talk about this on the last podcast mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, I was on social media when I was trying to come up with the, what was it? It was like digital. I'm trying to remember what the, what I used, the platform I used on social media about uh, media, something about, you know, getting like a fuck man. This is, I can't even remember. You're going to edit this shit out. I can guarantee man, it. <laughs> Jesus. This is, what am I saying? I don't know. You said you wanted to talk about I know. it. Oh, fuck's sake. Jesus, fuck. I'm trying to remember what- Sit back, that. relax, and- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in this at all. Um, it was more or less trying to come up with somebody, a digital media- Platform? Creator, no, a creator that could help me as far as doing a trailer. I posted something on Twitter about it. Okay. Big mistake. Why? Uh, all the spam? Do you, do you know how many DMs- Oh, really? I got 
about digital media creation and all this yeah. from people that obviously I, I know they weren't real and they were all very attractive women. Yeah. Yeah. On their profile and said, you know, we can do digital media and all this stuff. And oh man, please reach out to me here. And I'm like, what is going on right now? It's terrible. They're like, the world is a big scam. A lot of things. Oh yeah. Like even watching when we watched WBSE, all of the, all of everything that we posted on our sites or yeah. I posted or whatever, Facebook, it always said you follow live on blah, blah, blah. Raymar Mikabambu. How many, like fuck off, buddy. How many, uh, texts did you get saying, is this legit? Yeah, I know. I, I got yeah. so many, like yeah, so did I. I got so many from like guys I work with yeah. or customers of mine yeah. that actually paid and watched the, yeah. that actually don't even follow fast pitch. They yeah. Actually, that's awesome. I know. They wanted to watch it. And yeah. then one of my customers talked to me yesterday, he got a hold of me. He's like, Randy, that was so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Great on you. But uh, yeah. Great on you. Great on, and great on us. For promoting the game. Oh. I got to tell you something. Yes, uh, here we go. I went into uh, Leo's mm -hmm. just the other day. I had to get some whatever it was, bread or whatever. Yeah. And he was in there, uh, George, or whatever his name is. I don't know. He's probably not really George, but. <laughs> I know. I know you mean. Yeah. But anyway, he's in there and I said, uh, he was watching soccer. I said, oh, you're watching soccer. You're, you like that sport? He said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, actually, I'm on my way to watch the gold medal game. Uh, Team Canada's playing Australia in softball. He goes, what? I said, yeah, gold medal game for the world title. They were down in Auckland, New Zealand. I said, I never heard a thing about it. Nothing, nothing in the newspaper. So I had emailed Q104. I emailed TSN, um, Sportsnet, Halifax Noise, whatever that thing is. Yep. Um, whomever. Anyway, yeah, I said, yeah. and I didn't get any response from anybody. I even sent an Instagram message to Ken Reed at Sportsnet. I never heard back from him. Not okay. once was it mentioned on any Come on, platform sports wise in Canada. And there we have our national team mm. battling for a world title. Yeah. It Unreal. blew me away. Unreal. Pissed me off royally. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, I know it's man it sucks. Yeah. It sucks that. And I'll also say, and I, I maybe it's not my spot to say it, but I'm going to say it cause I'm pissed off. It's all Paul Nova Scotia too. I agree. Um, I, I actually had to reach out to, to our president to mm -hmm. please post something because we have a Nova Scotia resident, that is playing in the world championship and performing at uh, yeah. such a level at an incredible <laughs> level. You know, Brian Gillis summed it up very well. There's Big almost time. 8 billion people in the world mm -hmm. and our team finished second in the world. Yep. Not everybody plays softball, but no. 8 billion people and our 16 man roster, whatever it was yeah. and coaches were the second best team in the world. Such a great, that, that was a very good message from Brian. Yeah, for sure. To our, our group chat. Yeah. I, I read that and I was like, yeah, that's what a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that something changes where the game is promoted a little bit more. Yep. But uh, anyway, I loved every second of it. Big time. <laughs> yeah. And you went to the airport. I did go to the airport. So uh, a few of us went out to meet Scope. Scope's flight was in at uh, 940 or whatever it was. Tuesday night, I think it was, or Monday night. Yeah. Whatever it was. So after 29 long hours of flying, <laughs> he told me he flew from New Zealand to Vancouver, Vancouver to Toronto, Toronto to Halifax. And it was 29 hours in the air. Man. Something like that. So anyway, his young fellow Gordon. <laughs> I get there in Montana and, and Jeannie and Jack were there. Scope's parents yep. in Montana and then Montana's mom. And I think it's Montana's sister. I'm not sure. But Gordon was there and he was dressed up in a Grinch outfit. Like he, like a Grinch <laughs> onesie with the hood up. Yeah. And 
Montana must have gave him an Easter bunny before they got there, like a chocolate Easter bunny. He was just fucking <laughs> running around like a madman. He had an airplane in his hand and he was flying. I said, I dare you to stop for 10 minutes. He, he, he said, not going to happen. And he just kept flying around, flying around. So anyway, Scope came down the escalator and we all cheered for him and it was yeah. great. And Gordon ran out where you're not supposed to. And jumped up in his dad's arm, and it was a special moment, of yeah, course. Yeah. Scope's been away for 22 days mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And uh, as soon as he's finished his hug, Gordon came back on our side and stripped down to his underwear <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the airport. Uh, there he, he told me it was a pair of shorts, but anyway, <laughs> pair of shorts and a t-shirt running around the airport. It was, it was pretty special, actually. That is hilarious. Yeah. Oh. And it was good to see the big man, too. Right on. We're all very proud of him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's I can picture Gordo just doing. Oh, you and he was fucking flying around the airport. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we can't touch too much on no, the WBS we, we right talk now. With Lolly. We want to talk to Lolly. And yeah. speaking of Lolly, man, the fact that we're getting him on here, what a guy to bring on to talk about. Oh God, yeah. WBSEs, because I mean, he's all been the experience. Part of it. My goodness, he's been and he can talk about it. Yeah, we know that. And really wish we had his bat in the lineup. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, then we'll also talk, touch on his uh, last year, last year's yeah. retirement. Yeah, and, uh, very special. Get his perspective. Because, I mean, we didn't even know it was happening until, when did we find out? I'm trying to remember. Well, it was about, well, I can't remember who we were playing, but it was probably three quarters way through the week yeah. when they did the uh, little ceremony. Yeah. But, but Lolly I mean, said he was, he was shocked. He didn't know it was taking place. Yeah. But and, I think, remember we went over... We went to that junior game. Yeah. I think that's when we found out where he said, this is, this, this is, is it. it. Yeah. 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 We're like, what? Yeah. I, I thought he was blowing smoke up our ass. Yeah. 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 But anyway. But, uh, anyway, it, uh, hey, he went out with a bang. Fuck, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Looking forward to talking to him. We'll talk about, it. fuck, let's get to him then. Okay. Sounds right. good. Yo. All right, here we go. Hopey, we got him back. Yeah. He's back for- Four-time Lolly. Four-time Lolly. Did you know, <laughs> Lolly, we were going through this and uh, and uh, Hopey was like three times. I was like, no, 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 no. I was it's like- Four. Four. You were on for that uh, one-year anniversary show for for five to 10 minutes there. So you, you now passed Blair Setford for being the most on. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, there you go. And I'm going to rub that in his face too every chance I get. I'll just sneak me in four episodes. That's excellent, boys. I appreciate coming back too. For absolutely, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like we said, we're going to, uh, we're going to jump right into the WBSCs here. Cause I mean, yep. it's been a, been a minute since there's been one. Uh, what a show it was. I mean, the, the feed that we got from, Oh. What was the Manoya? I don't know what, yeah, what whatever it was. It was, called. But, it was incredible. Uh, it was it was so good. Um, for you, I mean, what was it like being on on the watching end of it for this time? It was different, man, but I loved it. Yeah, right. I, I agree with everything you said. The coverage, thank God, it's it's gotten so good, right? Mm. And uh, even despite the the time difference, it was, it worked out pretty good for living in Ontario. It was mostly seven, seven o'clock or yeah. nine o'clock, ten thirty games. So we're able to get all the Canada's big games anyway. Yeah. And it was, I was really impressed with the coverage, but overall as a tournament and the way it went on, so many friggin' close games and dramatic moments. And just the competition was 
awesome. A lot of surprises that came through. Uh, some, you know, I'm sure for some teams were concerning. For other teams were really, you know, motivating. It was, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it definitely sure. was. I mean, I mean, Frank, there were so many different storylines involved with it that, and, and as far as the schedule goes, like you said, I mean, we locked out with Canada playing all, you know, noon to 3 p.m. games in the round robin, except for the, that was Japan game, I think, that was... No, Argentina. Argentina. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was so late. It was but, fucking uh, late, 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, but uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many storylines. I, I have I have so many little notes here that I want to touch on, but one thing I wanted to uh, to ask, I got, I got an email from Billy Hillhouse, and, you know, he asked a bunch of different things, and for you, Lolly, what was the biggest wow factor of the tournament for you? Uh, the, well, the biggest wow factor. One, I don't like the format. I, I'm not a fan of it at all. It, nope. It, nope. I don't know. I, and I've been, uh, I've been kind of vocal about that. I didn't really understand it, so I kind of keep my opinion to myself on it. And so I was kind of listening to your guys' episode with Blair where, Framer, you said you wanted to see how the tournament played out first before you yeah. gave your opinion. I was in the same boat, and now the tournament's over. I'm not a fan nope. at all. Nope. Um, and it was apparent, I think, different format. To, I don't know if it would be a different result, but it would be a different playoff vibe, I think. You know, you're going in there. I looked at it one one time, the way the final three were, were stacking up, that if, uh, if Argentina had to get to the final, and it was like they had to get that guarantee to the final. Yeah, you can you can almost choose who you want to play by throwing a game if you don't want to. If you don't want to play a certain team, you could. Yeah, if you're already in the final and your game against another team dictates who else is in the final, it's not a head-to-head match. It's just based on runs for runs against. Mm-hmm. The team that's in the championship could theoretically dictate who they play by just throwing a game. Yeah. Yep. Well, I thought about this. I mean, look at that Argentina Australia game that Australia won two nothing to get in. What if Argentina had scored one run that seventh? I mean, oh, Australia, that, that was the other big thing. Yeah. Like, Australia would have had to not. walk a run in to tie the game, to go to extras, to try and score two. Like, yeah, that's, right. yeah, it was something like that. It was fucked like, up. That's stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. But anyway, so, it worked out for them. Uh, it, it did, yeah. But aside from that, right, uh, it was it was still, it was a different take on it, right? So you, you had no choice but to get caught up in the what-ifs of this new format. And mm-hmm. I did find it interesting because you're, you know, you're so used to the page bracket. But, you know, in terms of surprises, the pleasant surprises for me were seeing how the experience that was gained by the U.S. team and the leadership that they had there. And that seemed to me to be a lot of hard work paying off. And it was great to see those guys there. I got a lot of friends on that team, yeah. uh, right from the coaching staff across the board, the, to see them get back on the podium. I was very, very happy for them. And, uh, obviously, you know, Shales, he's uh, one of my best friends to, right. to see him and Adam and those guys, uh, they're a classy group as well and to battle back the way they did. And, you know, I was really, really uh, proud of the Canada group, you know, with all the young guys coming in, the veteran leadership, just the way that whole team was picked and prepared and managed. I know it wasn't the result that we were hoping for, they were hoping for, but 
I hope every single one of those guys are hanging their, their heads high. Yeah. They, they made us all proud. And then there's a couple of surprises, man. I wasn't expecting to see New Zealand finish eighth and Japan not get into the middle round. No, no, I don't think anybody was. I know that our picks didn't certainly pick that way. No. It was crazy. Like Japan not making the super round. I was like, what the hell is going on right now? You know, we talked about uh, New Zealand prior with Blair. Yeah. And I remember I had questioned the whole pitching side of it. Yeah. I was really right. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Not to take it away from the team. From Chapman or anything. Yeah. yeah but at the same time, it, it really affected their play. Yeah. Like 100%. I mean, they lost some games where they shouldn't have lost, but uh, at the same time, if, if you don't have the pitching to shut the door, then you're in trouble. Yeah. And that was one thing that we had. But anyway. But Lolly, here's a, here's a question as far as New Zealand goes for you. I mean, for you know, when you battled them, you always went into the the games and you you're looking across the diamond and there's Brad Rona, Thomas Mackey, uh, Patty Shannon, guys like that. And now that's not there. I think that takes. I hate to say it, it kind of takes away from the mystique of them. Would you not, would you agree? It does. Yeah. Well, especially when you're, you're so used to seeing it over the last number of years. Yeah. So I mentioned it uh, to someone as well that, you know, the, the household names from back in that are household names. Now they weren't household names back in 2013, 2015, you know, but yeah. you got, when you're talking about guys like Brad Rona and Patty Shannon and uh, just this Wayne Lalu this whole group of legends of the sports, Reese Casely, mm. uh, it's, and they're so tight in age and you kind of see that changing of the guard. There's going to be a void left. Yeah. They've done a good job with the Anoka boys and, uh, you know, you got the Evans and that coming through now, but yeah. yeah, when, when you look over there, it's, it's just not the same dominating guys that you're used to seeing that you can kind of prepare for, uh, similar to how you look at, you know, the Canada roster. Yeah. Now there's a lot of guys, when you look at Bradley and Shane and Hilly and Mason and all that, Avery, there's guys that have been on that team now for four or five cycles. So you're kind of in Boland and Cleary, you, you kind of know what, what to expect. There wasn't that major, major changing in a guard the way New Zealand did. So definitely, I think there was more, I don't know, we can beat them. Uh, by default mm -hmm. as opposed to past years. But I really thought that the playing in New Zealand factor was going to be a little bit more prominent than it was. Yeah. I thought that, that, you know, that sixth man or whatever, what you call it in hockey, you know, when yeah. you're playing at home, they're just a home field advantage, but it just goes to speak that look how many good teams are over there, man. Like any team can beat anyone in it in any game. And just with that format, it's like, fuck, if you, if you lose early, if you lose too early, you're, yeah, you're your chances of winning is yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, simple. Yeah, for More sure. Less, yeah, I, I want to go back to the U.S. for a second because one player stood out for me personally, and that was Blaine Milheim. He had some tournament, and he's had some year, and he's been coming on. He's been coming on the scene heavy, and what I what I like about him is he's you know, he uses the ISD circuit as his proving ground. He gets on you know, mid to a top level team over the past number of years. And he's, and he's just going playing every single weekend. He's playing in a role on that team where he's counted on to produce and he's getting it done against the best mm -hmm. of the best and doing it when it counts. And then, uh, and this year, yeah, he was a part of the team that won this year and right. He was with the Kitchener team that won this year. Was he? I believe he was. 
Randy, yeah, you're I'm supposed to do your homework. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, he yeah. definitely was. If he, if he wasn't, then that story, I'm wrong on that. But I'm almost positive he was. And yeah. uh, you, you get a lot of experience like that. And you you just see guys that are able to, to carry it through. Mm-hmm. You look at Marshall Crunk. Oh, the guys had a, has a year of, of years, but from the U.S. side, Blaine Milheim did the exact same thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, you just talked on, on Marshall there. I mean, he's on my notes here in front of me, and holy shit. What a, what a year he yeah. had. It's not even fair. A gentle Jesus. What, what's left for him to do, right? He'd go out and, and uh, he just he dominated it, but it's what I love about the storyline with him is this year uh, he got it done at the highest stage in the championship mm-hmm. games and big moments in the championship games. You know, some MVPs are won just by consistency, right? Right. And coming through. But this this guy got it done in big moment after big moment. And you know, it seemed like every time the guy got an opportunity to be a game changer, either on the pitching mound or in the batter's box, he got it done. Yep. So there's there's nothing left to do but to just tip your cap to the guy. Like, yeah, what absolutely. a year. And, uh, and he's just one of the good guys in the game, so very happy for him. That's yeah. good. He looks mean as fuck, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's not. No. I wouldn't want to piss him off now on the beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not going to be the first fellow over in the corner to go over and start shouting up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No. And while we're on the subject of uh, Australia... We oh, are going to talk about beer. Well, okay, go ahead. Well, <laughs> we can talk about that too. Yeah. But, uh, well, a guy that actually can't legally drink beer, Jack Besgrove, man. Holy fuck. That kid, he just emerged as one of the top guys, you know, in the world, really. Where in the hell did he come from? <laughs> Shales, he knows. <laughs> well, where's he going to end up next man. year is what I'm questioning. New York Gremlins. Really? He is signed yeah, with the New York too. Gremlins. Holy yeah. fuck. I was that talking to Greg. What? Some bitch. Yeah, it was, uh, that was impressive, man. Like the guy's just about to turn 19. Yep. And to do that, to do that before you're 19 years old, like, geez. I know. Uh, and to go out and get it done. It, I remember seeing him because you can see a lot of the pitchers, young pitchers in the game. You can see the Adam Folkart influence on them, right? Yeah. Not just in, not just in Australia. You see guys around the circuit, yep. just the way they, they set up to deliver their pitch. They come back, they hold the glove the way he does. Their motion is modeled after him. And yeah. it's pretty cool to see now, just having played with Adam for so long, to see his influence coming through in the next generation. But I couldn't help but picture him when you see the videos of 2009 when he threw that uh, perfect game or yeah. the no-hitter. No-hitter right? yeah. you, you just you can see it. I love when they do those close-ups. Yeah. Of the pitcher's face when yeah. they're taking the sign and getting ready to deliver. And Just so intense. He's so intense, so focused. Yep. And I don't know, sometimes when you see those close-ups, you can kind of see it. it does a guy have fear? Is he getting caught up in the moment? Or, right. like, ah, Jesus, he might, he might throw one down the middle here. But that guy seems so poised. And, you know, what a game. You know, we're, his first championship game as an ISF, 18 years old, he gets the ball over. Arguably the the best pitcher yeah. ever, yeah, and goes out and and takes him to that championship. So yeah, I'm so impressed with him. But you know, where do you go from here? And that, but that's the thing, <laughs> doesn't that doesn't it? Like I was thinking about the mental aspect of his game. Like I couldn't imagine being 18 fucking years old and being thrown in that situation, the gold medal WBSC World Cup, and you know 
It's just, and I was talking to texting back and forth with Greg Leather about. It. I mean, that just goes to show the like the, the his mental game is like has to be very very strong. It has to be, man. So like, that's why I don't want to put the focus anywhere else, but um, on that kid, his talent and how he showed up in that game. Yeah. yeah. But it also speaks to, I guess, the culture on that team. Right. You know, there's a lot of lot of leadership on that team that's backing them up. When you got Nick Shales standing 15 feet to your right, <laughs> yeah. who's coming over in a big situation, it can be a very calming influence mm-hmm. in a big moment. Like, there's no one who played more uh, big games than him. When you're going in between innings, and you got Adam Folkart there, that I'm sure is going up to him, talking to him. Yeah. There's a lot of preparation before that game, probably back at the hotel in these pitchers and catchers meetings. Mm-hmm. The the support and wisdom that I'm sure was passed on by those guys to him. But the only person on the mound that was throwing the ball was him. Yeah. And he did a hell of a job. Sure did. Right? And Josh McGovern too. Yes. Right? He's uh, yep. he caught oh, in that yeah. game and he did a hell of a job all week. I'm not sure what they're doing with these friggin' uh, sweatbands on their arm. I don't understand it, but it I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only team that did it. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of it in the NCAA. It's basically, well, I, but, did, I didn't know what it was. I'm going to, Shales is going to ex- explain it to me when he gets, uh, yeah. when he gets chatting here again. But I, I didn't know, is it, is it electronic? Are they looking down and, and they're both looking at something that's coming from the bench or is it, it depends on if it's a two O count, you look down, it's this batter, it's 2-0, and you both know that the next pitch is coming. Like, it's always the whole at bat is predetermined. I have no idea. Yeah, the only thing I didn't notice was, does the catcher still throw any sign whatsoever? Because if they go like a 1-2-1, one, one, and you look down at your arm, and then you figure out what 1-2-1 one, one is or something, or 3-2-2 two, two, or whatever the fuck. But I didn't. I never, never noticed if the catcher was throwing any signals. I might go back and watch. But I did the, not see him yeah. look in the dugout either for signs. No, I might go back and He was like, always we looking can, at... We can still no. go back and watch. He was looking at Josh, and then he'd look at his arm, and then throw a fucking outside curveball and fucking strike everybody out. <laughs> I'll find that boys and report back. All right, I'll, thanks. I'll let you know. I okay. can just picture, but, yeah. man, if, if I was out there on the mound, it'd be taking me fucking five minutes oh, to... Fuck. You can't read now for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> but man, it's a different routine and, and pitchers, Framer, you know, are, you know, are a different breed anyway. Yeah, oh, right? yeah. <laughs> you, you get out and you, you, you pitch your, the whole way of your whole life and you're going in and and you're now you're looking down at your arm before you yeah yeah you get yeah. your motion. You're used to maybe just getting in the zone. You see how Mata looks in for his sign. He's bent over. He got his arm dangling down. He looks up. You know that that's all a part of your routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? for sure. So yeah. when you're standing up and looking down and and figuring this out, like I know for Volkard, he doesn't want to be thinking out there. He's just used to looking in the Sandy or Bruno or yeah. Josh or whoever. Yeah. Just say whatever it is. Tell me what I'm throwing. Rock and fire. So yeah, yeah. it. But what can you say? Just won in the world championship. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, works. That, that was really one on clutch hitting, but yeah. a tremendous pitching performance. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, you can't you can't say it it didn't work because it certainly did. No, that's no, for sure. That's for sure. Now you just mentioned Bruno. I mean, that's another storyline of this tournament. There's yeah. a few guys going out. Uh, you know, Bruno, Matsuda. Uh, I'm assuming Hilly and Mace are done. As far as like internationally, internationally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, Bruno, when he had to pull himself from that game, I'm not going to lie. Like that was that, you know, tugged on the heartstrings right there. And it was, you know, tough on him. That's going to be a tough way to go out. 100% it is, man. You can just tell how much playing for Argentina means to him, how much he means to the team. It was known that this was going to be his last 
you know, kick at the can for that. So it was, everybody knew that this was his last go. They're going in as defending champs. So before any of this stuff happened, you're, you're he's a storyline. Yeah, right? yeah. Is he, is he, yeah. is he going to go out on top? Um, same with Mace for Canada or Hilly. Are they, mm. you know, it's out there that it's going to be the last go. And mm-hmm. you're following along that storyline and just how great of a guy he is, how impactful, just such a class act. I don't know if, uh, you've seen his Facebook page and this message oh, yeah. that he did. Oh man, it'd bring you to tears on yeah, um, yeah. what the game has meant to him and what he's meant to that country. So yeah, when he went down just as a softball fan, right, regardless if you're playing against them and you know that that weakens their lineup, you you just don't want to see a player of that quality go down to an injury in that tournament. No. So I, I really felt bad for him and, I, I think without a doubt it had an impact on the result of their team. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a question while we're talking about the, okay. just Mace and stuff, but why the fuck did Mace shave his mustache? I have that on my, <laughs> I have that on my notes. <laughs> I had so many texts from friends and, and ball players, and they're, they're like, why did Derek Mason shave his mustache? I was like, November's <laughs> over? They're like, he's hitting the fuck out of the ball. Why did he shave his mustache off? It's like, man, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I thought the same thing, but not in not in the the judgmental way that you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you get so used to see, you get so used to seeing him get up there, and he got he got the big old duster going. Yeah, he's like he's 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 hitting the shit out of it. I mean, like any chance, any chance, December can have thirty four days here. <laughs> just, just just keep it going because you know he's got to shave it when, uh, when November's done. Yeah, and then like ah, fuck. but you know the guy he had a. Oh. He had a hell of a tournament. He should be uh, oh. very proud of how Absolutely. how he showed up, man. I yeah. I'm sure he is. I know this one will this one will sting, mm-hmm. but you know, the way he represented himself, the way he showed up, prepared, and just some of the big hits he got, man. Oh, um, he had an incredible. Really, really, really happy for for him, and that if you know it's going to be your last one, you want to be able to play well, and he can go out with his head held high knowing that he did. Oh, for yeah, sure, for, for sure. sure. We we had a lolly moment, actually, when he had his two home runs because uh, we were watching the ball game together and we said, fuck, if he gets another one, come on. Actually, lolly, I, text, <laughs> I texted you and said, man, I thought he was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I did too, man. I was hoping he was going to do it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, some, that was something special. But Jesus, he hit, what, he had two home runs and a triple? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. game? So, yeah, he was on fire. It was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mason hitting a triple too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big man. He can go the other way. Well, that's that's the dangerous thing about it. Like, where do you play yeah. him? Yeah, exactly. His, his two home runs were 400 feet over the yeah. you know, a pull home run over the right field, and then his triple is a, a laser beam down the, the left field, field line. line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty impressive. Well, the the funny thing is the next game. Who was the next game again? Where he hit the he hit home run in the next game. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Anyway, but it was a rise ball. And I was like, did they not watch the? Game before. Previous game? Yeah, like, no. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Good scouting report, boys. I will never throw him a rise ball. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you throw him, man. Yeah. Like, the guy sits on changeups better than anyone. Yeah, 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 true yeah, enough. Sure. You're trying to throw him off. Yeah. yeah. Dipper away in the other batter's box. He's hitting it down the, the left field line. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Throw it in over his hands, maybe? But oh, maybe. He, uh, he figured it out. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Another little storyline I want to touch on is a uh, that Cuba-Canada game. Can you imagine... Being Cuba, throwing a one hitter against Canada, and being like, "Fuck, we just lost!" Like, <laughs> like what the hell, oh, man? Yeah, that's one of the ones that we were talking about earlier. When you're looking at, you know, how many close games, mm-hmm. and 
normally you wouldn't look back on a tournament. Okay, it's one nothing Canada Cuba. If that was in the page bracket, that would have been just one of the games. If, if Canada went yeah eight and oh, seven and one, whatever. Okay, it wouldn't stand out as much. But how how close of a game that was, how meaningful it would have been if. Cuba had to win, yeah. and then the fact that the guy throws a one hitter and loses, like, oh yeah. shit! But yeah. uh, I think more than anything, it probably served uh, as more of a, a wake up for the bats for the boys than it did for yeah. Cuba saying how close they were. So I, I think a lot of positives got taken out of that, despite only getting one hit yeah. for yeah. Canada. Uh, it, it probably happened at the right time in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Good another, point. Another funny point in that game was uh, that's where Sean lost the perfect game with two outs and. Our we our group text back and forth when he walked the guy. Yeah. We, we were like fuck, and then next guy gets up and gets a hit, and again our group text is like fuck. <laughs> Boys, I'm watching that game right. So the way I got it on my phone, and you you cast it up to the TV. Yep. My friggin' phone died with two outs. In oh seventh inning. no! Oh man, flipped out. Absolutely flipped out. Right. So Threw my helmet. Over. Oh yeah, yeah. I got kicked Threw out of my, my own house. Kicked out of the fucking house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, plugged it back in, and this was right when he was going for the perfect game. Yeah. And it, you know, it takes whatever a couple of minutes for the phone to come back on. You're scrambling with the thumbs, right? To get everywhere. And I don't. I didn't have it saved in the Safari, so I got to go on to. Facebook, ISC Kennedy, scroll down seven posts, click in, <laughs> right on, and find it. By the time it got up, there's runners on first and second. So, oh, Jesus, so <laughs> what happened? Holy fuck, Lolly, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. Oh, fuck, Sean was like, new iPhones are supposed to have longer batteries with it. Yeah. <laughs> They're full of shit. But uh, before we wrap up, yeah, the, but Jesus, man, but uh, just on that the yeah. John Clary thing, boys. Oh, guys, so smooth. Like, what, what more can that guy prove in the game? You know, uh, nothing. I saw uh, Chuck Hendricks. I don't know if you know who Chuck Hendricks is. Yeah, I, I saw the post. Uh, yeah, Ken, yeah, you see the post that he wrote? Yeah. He was talking about softball fans. You hear about these guys from his generation. Now he yeah. got for Darren Zach uh, and Peaches. with the Peaches Gators and all and, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he. You know, he gave a tip of the cap that, you know, people from his era should really start including Sean Cleary in that conversation. It was nice to, to see that acknowledgement because we've been saying it for so long. Yeah. But yeah. he's such a professional man. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about just a smooth pitcher, yeah. Yeah, there, there's everything about how he throws the ball. It just looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, the way he comes back rocks, he throws his rise ball. The spins are amazing, and he doesn't get flustered. Just seeing him and Ryan Boland work together. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it, it is beautiful, man. Yeah. And that that was that was unreal. And just want to tip of the cap to him. Like he's he's unbelievable, and he deserves every bit of credit uh, that he's getting, uh, and then some. For and sure. then your boy Scope. Then your boy Scope, man. I, I hope we get a chance to talk about him because that's what uh, I want to talk about. I'm, yeah so proud of him yeah, yeah well i mean i wanted to talk about you know before we move on from wbsc i want to talk with the team in this whole but i mean especially you already touched on sean but i actually want to touch on the on the pitching staff sean and scope i mean we give scope his praise all the time yeah you every, i mean everybody knows we love the guy I yeah mean, he breathes and eats and loves fast pitch like he but the performance like he come out yeah. just Holy, he carried on what he did throughout the summer this year and proved himself at that world stage. Yeah. 
Yeah, he should be so proud of himself, man. Uh, We talk about seeing a man on a mission, and you guys get to see it firsthand. But hard work, when you know the work's put in, and everybody, Sean Cleary puts the work in, you you don't see it so often, right? Mm -hmm. You you just know know he's going to put the work in. But Stoff was a man on a mission. He came out, he had to... He felt the need. He had to prove himself this summer and make the team. So it's a different when you compare it to him and Sean. Yeah. Sean's preparing to – he knew he was going to be the number one. He's preparing to be the number one. Mm-hmm. Stoke was preparing to go out and make this team and earn the number two or number three spot on it. Right. That's a mission in itself. And then he just carried that over. I I don't know if there was a player in the world that worked as hard as Justin Schofield did to prepare for this tournament. No. And the way he it was great to see that he went over. He didn't he didn't get hurt every time he got called upon, whether it was a starting role or coming in. Can you imagine coming in the sixth inning, seeing him out on the mound all jacked up the way he is throwing an eighty three <laughs> mile an hour ride block? Not a fucking chance. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was one time Chopper actually said uh, when he was doing the announcing goes, and that one was one a uh, hundred and fifteen miles an hour, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I that's what it looked like. Holy fuck! Right? Yeah, yeah, we're watching that Palmerston tournament, and he came in. I'm not sure who. I think it was against Japan. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I yeah. said, well, there, there's something going on with the camera angle here because that drive ball's not going that fast. <laughs> sure enough, man. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, so he. He really took his game to a new level, not just for that tournament, but I, I think he rose just, he went up another ladder in terms of top tier pitchers in the world. Oh, hundred percent. We talked about it before. Uh, you know, he's in the, the, the talks of top five pitchers in the world right now. There's the, it has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question. Absolutely. And the thing and too, now they got to go on Bear Creek. I think they're, they're going back this year with Bear Creek. Yeah. Yes. Mm, and then yeah. they got Sean, they got Sean and, uh, let's go. And it's going again this year with Ryan Ketchin. So, yep. It's uh, going to be nice. I think that's nice a lot to of watch confidence that. to go in. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of confidence going in this year from the ISU yeah. perspective. But uh, I really hope that he, I saw that picture just that, that you posted, Hopi, of you with him at the airport. Yeah. And it's great to see that big smile when he got his Oh, medal. fuck yeah. I, yeah. I, I hope he's really proud of of that accomplishment because that's, that's what it was. It was a huge accomplishment for him. And I know we're all very proud of him. Yeah, and I'm, I'm quite sure he is proud. Of course, the sting of not winning that final game, of course, is going to eat him up for a little while. It'll eat anybody. It eats me, for fuck's sakes, just thinking about it because we were so involved in it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he's still, his aspirations are huge. I mean, he wants to be in, you know, in 2025, he wants to be on that same Team Canada team and, and play. Well, there's rumors that's going to be Prince Albert, but he wants to be there and, and be that guy again. So I, I know he'll work just as hard getting there for 2025 as well. The big fucker. Oh, you know he will. Yeah. You know we will. Yeah. So. yeah. Actually, before we get going on to your final here season here, Lolly, uh, actually I wanted to ask you about the the young guys because, I mean, Quentin Bruce, Ooh. Ty Sebastian, man, they burst upon the scene in this tournament big time, especially Q. Like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was so good to see that. I wasn't expecting them to go out and hit – 600 or 700 whatever the hell he did but is unbelievable right and he he was prepared we talked about it when we we had him on a, a couple episodes yeah. ago on our podcast and and i gotta wait i gotta say that was a great episode by the way that that kid oh thank you man 
he, I thought, yeah, I thought Hopi you. swore a lot and you swore a lot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we like no, the guys man, with the he's <laughs> Yeah, but he's, he's just like talking to him and you would in the, the yeah. hotel room on the road. That's the oh, whole yeah. idea. Just a gen- yeah. genuine guy, right? Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. But you look at, kind of similar to, to Scope, but this is Scope's second go around, but it, it's very much the same where you're out there trying to make the team. Mm-hmm. And then you're so focused on doing that, it's a really quick turnaround to now, holy shit, I'm on it. Yeah. So now I now I got to go and represent the country in the biggest yeah. tournament in the world. Uh, first time wearing the jersey over in New Zealand, and <laughs> the guy came out and he same as same as Scof, same as uh, a lot of like Milhine who we talked about, yep. just yeah. carrying on a phenomenal season uh, right up to the to the biggest stage. So yeah, it was it was great to see how how he showed up. And just all the young guys now that are getting experience in the Jersey, because there is going to be kind of a little bit of a changing of the guard again. You know, last, last cycle, Jeff Ellsworth, myself, uh, left the program before that you saw Ian Fairman and Ryan Wolf and uh, a bunch, you know, skates and, and these guys left the program after the next cycle, there's going to be an even bigger turnover probably after 2025. Mm-hmm. So to see these guys that can come in and carry the reins the way Bradley and Matty Waugh and Shane Boland and, and all these guys are, are carrying it after the last turnover. Mm-hmm. It's very promising for, uh, for the program. For the program yeah, extremely. Yeah, for sure. One thing I, I was thinking about too, I, I felt terrible. I, I like Hilly a lot. And when he got oh, you know injured, of course it was, yeah, and you could see it with his swing that yeah. his, his wrist was fucked up. But Man. someone had said to me, there'd be no better guy to have on the bench that has that all that experience as a team leader that is going to, you know, that rah-rah guy that's going to push you than having Hilly on the bench in that situation. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, if he was, if he had his wrist like that after nationals, they yeah. still should have took him. Yeah. Even if they knew For he couldn't reason. play because he's that... Yeah. For that reason, yeah. the guy is just, you, you know, it, he's hilly, but <laughs> who do you want coming off? I don't care if oh. you got one arm, you know, or yeah. in that the guy thrives in championship games. He thrives in, in championship moments and, and big pressure situations. Yeah. I was gutted for him. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. knowing that uh, how hard he worked uh, to do this. It's, it's a lot of sacrifice for any ball player to go represent your country. It is not a picnic to, by any means to go leave for three and a half weeks, uh, yeah. leaving your family, leaving your job, uh, and going over there with the pressure of representing your country. Yeah. That that's all when you're feeling 100%. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then for that to happen over there in the preliminary tournament, I was heartbroken for him, yeah. but I wasn't surprised to see him handle it the way he did and so next week we're going to be recording our first episode since he came back and it's pretty well just going to be me and him chatting through his whole experience down there so oh good uh, stuff I, and yeah so you get to hear firsthand from him what that was like but he still managed to have impact on the team you mm-hmm. know, when they were playing Argentina I guess it was mm-hmm. or whoever when he got up and got that walk Right, and then then he gets down to second base on whatever I don't know a wild pitch or something. And then he ran over to third and dove in, and mm-hmm. nearly broke. That's right wrist. too. Yeah, yeah. He he scores the insurance run that essentially gets them the must needed win. 
So I, you know, I, as I said, I was heartbroken for him that he got injured. Yeah. But really proud of how he he showed up as a teammate and still managed to have an impact in the big moments. So, yeah, but you're right, Hopi, having him on the bench, having him just being around the ball field at the hotel, you just. You tell me a guy in that tournament that's played more championship games than Jason Hill. Yeah, exactly. You can't. You can't. No. <laughs> right? I so mean, you yeah. can't replace that experience. You no. really can't. No. no. I mean, after it was over, after it was over, I, I sent Hilly a text. I said, you know, uh, hate that you lost, but I said, you're a fucking warrior. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, I get thanks Framer back. And, but he is. I mean, he was, he was an absolute warrior in that tournament. Yeah. It's tough 100%. to see. 100%. Yeah. But we're proud yeah. of him. Definitely God proud damn proud of him. I got a little sidebar. You mentioned Shane Bowling. I think Rebecca yeah. got more. Rebecca Holy got fuck. more fucking camera time than he did in the tournament. Rebecca got more camera time than anybody <laughs> on Team Canada. <laughs> yeah, I and well deserved. She didn't. No, she's a beauty. Yeah. Oh my god. Good for you, Sarge. I said, but there she is. Yeah, she is. But I, I, I love when they do all those panoramic. Uh, oh yeah. Shots yes. of the crowd, right? Yeah. yeah, like she was. She was on a lot, but that, there's. There's Janet Boland. There's, yep. uh, yeah. there's yeah. Bobby Walsh. The Masons are, are all there. It's, yeah. it's cool because you, you get an appreciation. We were there in 2013, right? And mm-hmm. yeah. when you're on the ball field and you're looking up and you see the sea of red shirts of people oh. who traveled across the world to come see you. Can't be anything but, better. Uh, yeah, so that's why I think Shane, when he had his chances on the on the field, he had to take some of that camera time back, right? With some of those diving <laughs> plays and, and big home runs and yeah, all yeah, that. Exactly. Sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. He's a big game player, man. Damn right, sir. Fucking right. Well, Ollie, let's talk about this past season. Let's go back to the beginning of it. So, did you know going in, it was your last last year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as as we went along, it, it was definitely it was going to be this. This year, maybe next year, mm-hmm. but I wanted—I didn't want to make any rash decision, right? I—I I wanted to get myself in shape to be able to to go out and defend the ISC title. Right. Yeah. If we didn't win last year, or if the Nationals weren't in Newfoundland, I'm sure you'd be playing. Again. I don't know if I—I I, yeah, I don't know if I'd be play, would have played this year. If the Nationals were not this year and they were in Newfoundland next year, I probably would have held on for another right. year. Yeah, but just just the way it lined up, and uh, yeah, it's as the season went along. Uh, yeah, this is going to be it. And then prior to going down to, I think the ASA, I yeah, Hilly and Hilly and Shalesy and you know, Jane and everybody knew John Hill. They mm-hmm. knew that this was going to be my last tournament. But then I let our sponsorship group know and and all that. Yeah, before we're going down, that this was was going to be my final year in the ISC. And then I knew that after, after the nationals, I was, I was done comfortable walking away. I said, by the Jesus, we got to win this tournament. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. 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 But uh, just, I don't know, just the thought of being able to play my last game in Newfoundland, oh, representing geez, yeah. Newfoundland with all my family there, the guys that I cut my teeth with and, and played with, I couldn't have thought of a better way to do it. And Gosh, no. yeah. So I guess to answer your question. Yes, I knew. So uh, it wasn't a decision after the tournament that I'm done. Right. So I guess going into ASAs then, like from that point on, were you, you know, were you soaking up every tournament away with the boys? Like were, were you taking it all in a little bit more? 
I was um, more so for the ISC, right? Right. Because right. Playing playing the ASA, I I didn't have a great ISC season. It was just different. It felt different. I don't know if that decision or whatever had an impact, but I just I felt different throughout the season. Right. And uh, I didn't I didn't play well. And, you know, then you're questioning, can you still play at this level? Am I let my team down? Am I a liability? Whatever. But you're just trying to be the best teammate you can and try to show up in, in situations when you're needed. So uh, when we got to the ASA, it, it was more going into that bubble around, let's just, let's just try and win, right? And there were so many big games and big moments that the thought of that really didn't enter my mind at ASA. Right. But when we got to, the ISC, I knew this was going to be my last ISC. So I remember walking into, you know, into the ball field. And I said, well, I'm, I'm never going to be here again, ever. Right. And then I'm looking at guys that uh, from Ashland that I played with, that I see every single year around the ball field. And there was thoughts saying, like, I'm, am I ever going to see this person ever again? Oh, shit. Yeah. Because it's, you know, those kind of thoughts uh, entered my mind. And then when we lost, and the tournament was over. That was, you know, pretty emotional. And you're you're hugging everybody, and yeah, the, just the thought of, you know, I'm I'm never going to be playing with these guys again. I might never see half of them in person ever again. And that was it was kind of weird walking out of the ball field then, but yeah. it was more so the ISD that 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 really sunk in for me. Yeah. No doubt, man. That's <laughs> I'm getting sad just thinking about that now. That, like. Like, I guess Hopi and I were talking about when we were doing the intro about, you know, when we found out. And I think, I think it was when we were over at nationals and the juniors played that game against. Yeah. We were just having a chat with you and the juniors were playing BC, Souk. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. You had, you had you, mentioned something to us. You brought it up and we're, I was like. I thought you were fucking with us. But yeah. Yeah. Like, man, it was like that put a whole new perspective on, on nationals. I mean, you know, personally for me, cause I mean, I was like, shit, I'm watching you play for the last time so i mean like that that's just crazy so like from your but all you fucking do is talk about him for fuck's sake yeah <laughs> yeah me me yeah yeah but okay so you you're you're on home soil in newfoundland i mean what a goddamn way for you to go out walk us through the week Oh, it was awesome. Now looking back, it was awesome. Yeah. But in the middle of it, geez, it was some stressful man. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so we go down and you know, me and Jane were, were staying at Hilly's. And for this, it was about two things soaking it up, enjoying it as much as I can, and not fucking losing. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right? And those, those were the goals. But when we knew going into it, I was going to have Teddy and Jane there, mom and dad. And my sisters were going to be there staying at Hilly's. Me and him were going to be driving back and forth in our routine to the ball field. You know, yeah, right. Wait. And uh, it was, it was good. And I wanted to make sure I soaked it all in, but everything was fine up until they did a, they did a little ceremony for me that made (laughs) it, that made it real. And that, yeah. And just when the playoffs started, right. It was when you got, Okay, whatever it was, Wednesday to Sunday. And the first three, yes, enjoy playing ball. Not a whole lot of pressure. Try and get the back going and, you know, just enjoy it. And then the playoffs come, and then it starts to sink in. Mm-hmm. A couple of days left of your career. Yeah, You can go out. You know, I can go out personally. It's never really been about what I wanted individually in, in any of these 
yeah. tournaments, yeah. especially, you know, as you, you get older, you just want to win. Yeah. And you want to win for the guys that haven't won one before. You want to win for the people who are there supporting you and for your teammates and sponsors. So I wanted to win for us at home because you know, I've been playing ball for 20 odd years and only had the opportunity to play three nationals at home. Right. Right. Yeah. So I uh, knew it was definitely the last, but how special of an experience that was. And then, yeah, the when the playoffs came, it started to become real. When they did that little ceremony, uh, some people that may not have known figured out then, and you got a little bit more conversations coming up than than that final day. Holy shit! <laughs> like the couldn't sleep the night before. You know, walking around, and I had Hilly. I had Hilly drove nuts. I know. I, I know that so, your guys' episode on the podcast where we talked about it, man. That that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, God love him, man. Like he's he's been the. He's been really the constant for me and, and all the ups and downs. So, uh, you know, guaranteed it, it's one more pre-brief and debrief with him, but he was, he was uh, on his last, last nerve there dealing with me the, the day going down. Yeah. I was stressing him out. Of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it was, it was unbelievable, man. And we got to go into a championship game. It was weird. knowing. I'm glad we didn't have to play two games. Right. Yeah, so I could yeah. go to bed. I went to bed the night before the, the championship game, and I knew that I had one game of ball left. It was a championship game. Go out and win one game, and yeah, Hang on. I guess you know ca- career goal achieved, so to speak. There you go. Yeah, uh, being a- being able to win, uh, go out a champion at home. But fuck yeah, man! Uh, it was weird, but when we got on the ball field, and the game started. I, it was just so eerie. I was really calm, not even thinking about that. I was just. I don't know. I, I, it was really, really calm. Enjoyed the whole thing, and yeah, mm. yeah, but, that's special. But then when we got when we got the final out, it was uh, I don't know, man. I, the amount of pressure that felt like you got released <laughs> and relief and just yeah, pure joy. I, I didn't know if I was going to be sobbing, baby, or or sad, <laughs> but it was one hundred percent just happiness. No doubt. That's no a, doubt. So I got awesome. I got to ask about the the ceremony because I mean the the fact that nobody's going to wear 33 again in Newfoundland. I mean, that's got to be right up there is one of the biggest things to happen in your life. It's, it's indescribable, man. Because you think about all the ball players that have come from Newfoundland. I, I still think of myself as a kid with the same heroes that I had. And yeah. guys that I play, play with, you know, my heroes became my friends. Uh, they're still always going to be my heroes. Um, my teammates you know, have, that have gone through all this with me and together, they, I look up to them like they're, they're heroes now as well. And you see some of these guys. So I never, ever put myself kind of in a looking at it that way. Right. And then to, then to see that, you know, it was the first, first time they retired a number down there. It, I was very honored to receive it. Mm. Uh, didn't know, if, you know, don't know if I deserve it, but I couldn't be happier. I had just to, to go through it. I felt so lucky and fortunate and it was a, a real great tribute and honor. And then I said on our podcast, now that, you know, we're months past, I can look back and I'm just picture being out on the ball field and, who was there, you know, John Hill, my parents, my yeah. sisters, 
Hilly, Shalesy, all the guys that I played with in Newfoundland. Just like, my friends that you know, known in the softball community knows, but have been in my corner since day one, yeah. all there yeah. around. It was you couldn't write it, man. I still think someone's going to shake me and wake me up. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking you should write a fucking book, man, to be honest. <laughs> you could. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. And when you say don't know if you deserve or not, I can tell you from two guys looking from the outside in that, you know, it's, we've watched you well uh, for a long time. And as far as deserving, like for what you brought to the game, aside from getting kicked out of ballparks and throwing your helmet, whatever, in the early <laughs> days, but for what you brought to the game, is is huge for the the younger guys to be able to witness because the way you carry yourself your, your professionalism you know the passion you bring to the ball field like you're a son of a bitch to play against but you're a great guy that just means so much to those young guys and and you see that in the culture and ball in newfoundland like the newfies hit the shit out of the ball yeah. the newfies are very passionate about their sport it's a very very tight-knit group all the time no matter what team you're playing on over there and i think a lot of that has to do with you talk about your heroes well you are a hero to those guys oh well thanks for saying that man i really appreciate it more than welcome I didn't even have her written down or not. No, man. You, that was her off the top of your head. Good for you. No, I'm always... Actually, one thing... I'll just, I'll just wait to be curved up on the next episode. No, fuck. I never curved you up. I just say, fuck, we can't say your name again. <laughs> Actually, what, one thing I got I was pissed off about the ceremony is that we were playing at the same time on the other diamond when it was going on. Yeah. And I was, I was like, fuck, I could be getting so much good content right now for outside the shoot. But, yeah. uh, oh, well. Um, yeah, Scope was out there throwing his nuts off and you're worried about content. No, actually, we were in warm-up. When um, it was going on, so okay, he, the game actually wasn't going. On. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but uh, well, I got to ask about the uh, celebration after, because I mean, I got to uh, go down on George Street that night and uh, be a part of it. Oh. And the crew that was in that bar was amazing. <laughs> like it was, it was awesome. So yeah, so once once the final out was gone, guess what? Party time. Yep. Get, yeah. Get the pictures, get the trophy, get the kids out around, get, get all the family. Just the celebration starts there. Right. And then, okay, we're going to go over to go over to the beer tent. And, uh, yeah, we got over there and then there's just been a bit of a tradition from, uh, with us in Newfoundland. Uh, we've won a few, so we've, we've won enough to have a, a tradition when, wow. when we win. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Well, one of the things we did, we all went off as a team after, you know, you go in and you do your talking to your family and, and some friends and all that stuff, celebrating. And they got three or four flats of beer. We went over to the side, off to this like, private I don't know, section of bleachers and started singing this song, The Twelve Apostles by uh, Great Big C. And you kind of <coughs> count up and, and count down these numbers and all the guys bang on it. I kind of lead the charge with it. And it just... I don't know. The, it was really special <laughs> for for me personally to be able to do that. Yeah. But uh, it was, yeah, that was the start of the night of celebrations. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hilly's, Hilly's famous saying, he got it from Colin Abbott. He said, when this jersey comes off, I'm going to bed. So we knew we weren't, no one was going home getting ready. We're going down downtown <laughs> in, Love it. Yeah. in the jerseys. They pick us up in the school bus and, Everybody that was in the beer tent, right? Whether we knew them, they were on our team. Jordan Graham from yeah. the Stompers, there's that Shalesy, all my buddies from home filed into this bus. They brought us down to George Street. We went up to Kelly's Pub. 
you got half of Newfoundland and there are Michael Riders there. There's all kinds of hockey guys that are, that are in there. And it just, it just became a, a big friggin' shit show in the best way possible. Yeah. And then, yeah, you talk about the relief when it's done and you, you get to sit back and enjoy it and you got all the people around that you want to have around, but you were up there, Ray Framer. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. It I, was wicked. Yeah, it, it was absolutely <laughs> wicked. Everything you would want in a, in a, it's everything you'd want in a nationals celebration. Nice. It was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. Like if, if I didn't have a beer in my hand, I had Bowley or Sheldon Keogh saying, what do you want? I like, uh, all right. Let's keep going. It's right up your alley. <laughs> oh, oh, it was awesome, man! It was so great, and and it, like you said, it was it was everybody. Like there was the even the kids from the junior team, like they were out yep. celebrating and Shh. and well, oh yeah, Bro, Brody <laughs> Frazier was under twenty three. Yeah, no, Brody yeah, right. Brody Frazier was not nineteen, but he was there. We can't say that. His mom will get mad. His mom was there too. I so. know. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but no, that was, that was such a great night. And, 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 you know, being there firsthand and watching guys leave and coming up to you and, you know, saying congratulations to you. That's something that I really remembered. And, you know, I had a few drinks into me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember that too. I didn't want to drink too much that I didn't, didn't remember it because it was a, a really special day. And there were a lot of those, conversations uh yeah the really special conversations i had that day with a lot of people but aside from from that you know it was a newfoundland victory even if we we had a loss that game there still would have been a party downtown oh, God, yeah. and uh and the it would have turned into a fun night but what i'm proud of just as a newfoundlander really is you know that's what it's all about you, the, yeah. the community came together it's I don't know. I think it's the only place in the world where it can happen on that level uh, is in St. John's in Newfoundland. And the fact that we won, I was, I was just really proud standing back as, as a Newfoundlander, as a, as a proud Newfoundland ball player. We, we talk about wanting to host more nationals, host more international <laughs> events and to yeah. see the look on some of the other players or, or the family that are from other provinces coming down there. I, I think the, the host team, the hosting committee, and then just everyone around that was supporting the tournament in Newfoundland mm-hmm. put on a great show. They represented us really, really well. Absolutely. 100%. Oops. Hope you stop dropping your phone, man. Sorry. <laughs> so, I was looking up Lolly stats. <laughs> I was trying to find a blemish. <laughs> so, Hopi, uh, Hopi, Jesus. What? <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, Lolly, move it. what's the future hold for you moving forward? What's on the go? Teddy's going to play fast, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, whatever Teddy wants to do, man. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it now. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to doing what we just did. I'm still still a fan of the game. So, you know, I I want to see. I really enjoyed watching watching the WBSC mm-hmm. and cheering on. I I think I'm going to stick around with Team Newfoundland as kind of a support guy uh, at the Nationals next year. Oh, I'm going to go out with Galway, not as a player. I'll probably bring my guitar instead of bringing my ball bag. And, Nice. And take it in from from that perspective, so that will keep me around the the team. We kind of decided that last year, which is great. Yeah, uh, I think me and me and Opie Fearman got a, a couple of we got at least one weekend lined up where we're just gonna perch like the two Muppets uh, out in the beer tent. <laughs> yeah, one of these yeah. Ontario tournaments. So I'm looking forward to 
like from a ball perspective, that, that but you know, whatever Jane wants to do, <laughs> this is the summer of Jane coming up. Yeah, and, uh, and whatever we can do, yeah. uh, you know, whatever Teddy is getting into, I can't wait to, you know, see it through his eyes now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At having gone thirty-eight years with, you know, support from as long as ago as I can remember from my parents and and yeah. everyone too. So I'm I'm really looking at looking forward to that. But we're going to continue on with the podcast and you know stay connected to the game that way. But for right now, it's just sit back and and enjoy the ride that was and yeah, take what comes as it comes. Fantastic. So is Teddy into any sports? Is he? We I coached him in t-ball this year. Oh, good. Nice. He's yeah, he's excellent at building sandcastle. <laughs> on the end. <laughs> As are most kids. But, yeah, no, but, Picking their arse and throwing rocks. I'm not lying. I, I'm, I'm not bragging here now, but we had the best hitting team by the end of the the, the year. These these four and five year olds were freaking smashing the ball. So I got my first taste of coaching, you know, actually showing up week in, week out with a team, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah, good. For I, you. I didn't care if we won a game as long as they were showing up excited, having fun while we were there, and leaving with a smile on their face. That's. You know, that's the best way for kids to learn. So I, yeah. I think coaching will be in the future. That's awesome. Love to hear it. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, pal, we got to thank you so much, you know, not just for coming on the podcast whenever we ask you, but for everything you've done in the game. I mean, hope he touched on it earlier. He gave the sap story and I loved it too. But, uh, I had a tear in my eye. I know. Sorry. But uh, no, seriously, Lolly, thanks <clears> for <throat> everything that you've, you've, given to the game here in, in Canada, Newfoundland, all over the world, really. And, and thanks for always coming on when, when we ask you. Yeah. And we're super excited that we'll actually get to see you in Surrey, BC next year as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, just a couple of things on that. Thank you so much for, for those words. They, they mean more to me probably than, you know, I always appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat with you. We got, you know, texts and everything outside of this. I really appreciate everything you've done for Hilly and I on the podcast front, but uh, yeah, thank you for that and the invites to come on. Before I had it in my mind, I wanted to bring up to you guys that what you did for the within the WBSC, that all the outside the shoot clips that were going up of like the replays and big moments and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be a game changer for you guys. Like you put you guys kind of more so transcending podcast to be more of a not a news feed but it it was just so great to see i was like well what's the next clip coming out from the boys what's the next clip and just promoting the game at that level and you know these things are are amazing just these clips because there's there's not a sports center for fast pitch softball there's not there's none of this so the fact that you guys did that i really thought that you you stepped your game up huge but it i don't know it elevated your guys brand and it's it's going to do wonders for the podcast i'm sure but i was really really impressed by that and i just wanted to say congrats and thanks for doing that's it it's great to hear thank yeah, you so appreciate much that, man. that's, that's pretty awesome. wicked yeah oh man i must uh, i must have watched shane boland's home run where he ran around the the base the, you know the, the <laughs> yeah. high fives coming in the, some oh, of these yeah. just just being able to watch these moments over and over again, that they're 30 second clips, 40 second clips. You can share them around. You can, if someone shared it on their story, you can comment on them. Yeah. That would, you know, the, the softball community wouldn't have that sort of interaction. If you guys didn't choose to take that on and put that out. I just, yeah. I don't know, really stood out to me. 
And oh, that's nice to hear, man. Can continue doing it. And it's not just slapped together, really, really professional. So I'd encourage you to keep doing that, man. Awesome. Well, well thanks, Lolly. Fuck, man. That's a great way to end a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a tear in your eye. Now I have a tear. I'm crying over here. <laughs> All right, pal. Well, get out of that uh, school parking lot you're in right now. And uh... He's at a ball field. I know he's it's in a ball field. It's actually a ball field parking lot around the corner, boy. So kind of fitting, actually. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. Thanks. thanks a million, boys. Really appreciate you coming on. All, All right, right Lolly. Take care, brother. Take care, man. See you, pal. All right, guys. Bye-bye. See ya. What a beauty. Such a beauty. I hope he doesn't listen to this part, but he's a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I'll tell a funny part about him touching on the, the clips and everything from, yeah. from that. So how long was the tournament started on the, was it? The 15th was of it December? Nine day? Or no, uh, whatever. Go. Was it a nine day tournament? 10 day? Anyway, whatever it was. Wednesday to Sunday or no? I don't remember. Sure. Anyway, whatever, whenever it started, whenever it ended. So the clips, of course put up from the start of the tournament to the end of the tournament on Instagram alone, we gained over 400 followers. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say 400,000, but wow. I wish. That'd Fuck be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. But still 400 oh, it's in, amazing. In, in a week that like, yeah, that was pretty cool. And, and we were getting, we were getting comments, you yeah. know, good DM saying, yeah. you know, great job on what you're doing. It, it just shows it how does, passionate we are of a game. Really, though. And it, it doesn't seem like work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, No, it's not, It's man. not. It's something we love. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I was the number one uh, fan on the Softball Cannon Facebook page. <laughs> I was top fan. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but truthfully, I, I wish avenue-wise that there was more promotion of the game. There's got to be a way. We can only do what we can do, and we're going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hilly and Lolly, of course, are going to continue what they're doing. Two's talk, two's talk, chopper, the everybody. Damien, yeah. All we can do is keep on trying and and hope that you know it gets promoted to the level of NCAA women's yeah. fast pitch for that matter. Yeah. Because it is truly, I mean, to me, it's truly the greatest sport on earth. I agree. It's a huge community. It's a huge family, and it's an amazing sport. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just hope that, you know, it continues to grow in, in provinces so that we can have competition and that some of those young guys can someday wear the leaf Yep, and travel somewhere or play for their country and wherever it is. And not, yeah, not like, and I'm guys jealous. go to, those guys are my heroes. Yeah. And, and not just that, you know, local guys being able to go on the ISC circuit, 100%. things like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, absolutely, man. Just anything to promote the game. That's yep. what we're trying to do. And, you know. Oh, we love it, man. If you're a new listener, keep listening. Yeah. Share <laughs> with some friends or something. Share, like, all that stuff. <laughs> all right, Hopi. Okay, brother. That Another was a great week. one. Lolly. Man. Love you, buddy. Yeah, take care, Lolly. All right. Classified. All right, kids. Time to get in bed. Santa's coming soon. Okay. Can you read a book? All right, just one story, all right? Here we go. On the night so silent. Okay, we'll grab the decorations, 
don't forget tradition Baby, it's cold outside, you need to get your mittens Hang the mistletoe and write your Christmas wishes It's better to give than receive, show the kids the difference Cause this year, this year has been a tough one I'm just trying to celebrate and spend it with my loved ones Spread some cheer, pour in festive beer I appreciate the blessings I was blessed with here Uncle Chris and Aunt Leah reminiscing on the front porch Little Tay Tay trying to build another snow fort uh, I hear the church bells ringing I'll be there Christmas Eve with my family all singing Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, uh, I said we be all singing Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying Well, I'll be ready with the lights on. Got the decorations up. It's taking me all night long. Log on the fire. Put on my ugly sweater. The children are... Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.